are back for part three, part three of our Power Rangers Mega Super Ultra episode. Beast Galaxy yes. Space episode. Our first ever true three-part episode, uh, just because there's so much. And, like, I didn't want to leave anything out the first time we went into Power Rangers. We couldn't. We would be evisterated. No. No, because, like, how do you all right, How do you stop at, like, 2003 and go, like, we're just not going to talk about the next 10 years of Power Rangers. We'll pick back up in 2014 and, and talk about those ones because those are cooler. Like, you, if you're going to talk about the series, you got to talk about all of them. you got to talk about all of them. And if we're going to talk about all of them, then we got to finish it up with what our favorites are and also talk about the movies. Heard. So, let's jump into some of our favorites. Nick, who, out of all those teams we went through in part one and part two, what is your favorite power ranger team and i actually have three parts to my answer because it's different for different things oh well did you not know we could do that? no i didn't know that but either way uh my favorite squad my favorite team is the lost galaxy team Ooh. for like a bunch of different reasons mostly because uh they had the dopest theme song it was intense uh I, are you gonna sing it no i'm not i'm not i'm not uh, I I really like their uh, like their ninja not ninja their Power Ranger armor outfits what do you whatever you want to call yeah. them uniforms uniform suits I never know what to call them because like if you say costumes that like diminishes it almost to like well these are just guys playing dress up right but I mean they weren't over the top I thought they were just really neat they had really dope weapons are those the, they're the ones with like the squares across the front right is Lost Galaxy or is that space space. Yeah, that's space. That's Lost up. in keep space. Lost Galaxy is like up. the zigzags. But uh, keep talking. I like the Zords. I like the characters. It was kind of more of a a darker take on Power Rangers, and oh, there's yeah, just yeah, a yeah, lot more at, at stake. And uh, I don't know. I think I think it had some of the better acting too, and just it had a lot more to it. Like shit made sense. It was fleshed out and. It was something where I kind of started waiting from Power Rangers, and then I jumped back into this, and it was worth it, for sure. I could see that, because Lost Galaxy, like we talked about in Part 2, I think, um, was the first one where it was like, we're going to tell one story over one season. So like I think they focused more on, like, okay, what's the story we're going to tell? Whereas in the first six seasons, um, they were just like, we're just going to have a monster of the week, and every once in a while we'll throw some mythology-expanding uh, episodes in there. It wasn't ever like – it didn't feel like it was thought out from, okay, where are we going to start and where are we going to end? How are they actually going to defeat Rita in the end, you know? Well, yeah, and I think they put – it seemed like they put a lot more thought, time, and effort into this season, especially as a one-season arc, you know, self-containing deal than they did in any other season after that that I saw at least. Just, well, you still got to go watch Dino Thunder. Yeah, that's true. But there's a lot of creativity there, and it just, shit was dope. All right. Good choice. So my favorite team, again, this three-part answer here, for like the secret identities, real people, if we're talking like who had the best teenager relationships, it's the original six. Duh. Uh, Jason, Definitely. Billy, 100%. Zach, Trini, Kimberly, Tom. Um, they, like I said, when we were talking about it before, when we were going through the season, they seemed like the most tight knit group and were, they always were friends with each other. Like a lot of the later seasons, they did this thing where, okay, we're going to grab an athlete and we're going to grab a computer nerd and we're going to grab this girl that can sing. 
and a fucking teacher and we're going to throw them all together and all these opposites attract and they're going to have to learn to work together. So like the first three or four episodes would always the, the plots would always be, well, these guys don't like each other and they have to figure out how to work together. But that never happened with the original six. It felt less high school. Yeah, well, it, it felt like they found a group, a, a clique that was already established in high school, right? Yeah, exactly. It's less less high school in the sense like they that were they had kind they of were identities. the karate clique. Yeah, the karate the karate the karate clique. Um, so yeah, it was. It always just seemed too easy in the later seasons to make that drama discontent in the first few episodes. You know, while everyone's getting to know each other, and the original run didn't have that, and it's like. Okay, you're telling this really easy plot, and the, the original run, it seemed like they had to think of more intricate things sometimes. Yeah. I mean, when you take that out of the equation, you're kind of left with a little less, especially with dealing with teenagers and high schoolers and shit. Exactly. But, you know, like 30-year-old teenagers in high school. <laughs> so, and then for, like, the actual Ranger theme and Zords, I went with Season 3 Ninja Rangers. Except for the Dragon Zord, because the Dragon Zord is the best Zord. Um... And I will fight anyone who ever wants to take it up with me because the Green Dragon Sword is the best sword. Catch me outside. Catch me outside. Um, but I really liked the uh, like the halfway morph that they could do where they get the ninja geese and the masks going. Yes, dude, those um, were dope. It, the the ranger costumes were pretty much the same as uh, like they were just the Mighty Morphin costumes still. But I like the white ranger look better than the green ranger look. Just a, just a little bit more. Plus, you've got Saba, as we already talked about. Yeah, Saba, Saba is, is dope. That's what makes the difference for me, for sure. And to me, also, the ninja animal zords, they kind of had a cooler look than the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs always looked a bit too robotic. Yes. Well, they looked artificial as shit. Right. And, and the, the, the ninja zords, they looked more like the animals that they're supposed to represent than a big robot with the face of an animal. Yeah, they, they looked a little more organic. And, right, and the Megazord was a little bit cooler, too, for that same reason, and it could fly with the help of the Falcon Zord. And had a giant sword. So, I mean, yeah, dope. Yeah. Well, they both had a giant sword. This one was a giant earth sword. Probably. And then, uh, you know, we've got the Dino Thunder for the morphing sequence, if nothing else. Um, it's super long, but they do, like, <laughs> these cool flips, and the costume just, like, sticks onto their body in a cool way while they're doing this flip. Like, they start out in, like, a like a onesie basically like a skin tight onesie and then they like jump up and do this backflip and the the color like sticks onto them it's i don't know it's a cool thing you got to watch it on youtube or, or go watch dino thunder episodes um and like if you can get me in on an entire series just off of your morphing morphing sequence you got to be mentioned in the top somewhere right i agree i agree 100 because usually the morphing series is like the weakest part because it's like their faces and static and they're like it's morphing yeah. time yeah, like I I can't stand Jason saying it's morphin time anymore. Tommy, I'm I'm a little okay with it, but like I've just seen Jason do it way too many times. Like I'm over it. Yeah. But like I could watch this morphing sequence. The only problem with this morphing sequence is uh their like call to it. Like you know how Mighty Morphin they're like it's morphin time. Ah. Uh, the call in Dino Thunder is Dino Thunder power up. Huh! Nice. And it just sounds really weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a really weird like ha. <laughs> at the end of it when they stick like the key into the morpher you know it'd be hilarious like seeing the outtakes or where they're trying to teach him to do that it's not <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not really <laughs> <laughs> no, you're saying ha it's huh <laughs> 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 
All right, cool. Yes, that would be that would be uh, interesting to say the least. That'd be hilarious. All right, so let's talk favorite rangers. Uh, I said in the notes three to five. I only picked three. I went on the low side for once. Dude, I wow. I picked five and all right and and some special mentions. Oh, nice. Yeah. So all right, so you'll have to go first because mine will fit in between yours. So you go, I go, you go, I go. I'll go pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, so number. I think one. we're probably gonna have a lot of the same. So. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. I mean, my choices are way cooler. But number one, above and beyond. The Green Ranger. Mighty Tommy. Morphin, Tommy yeah. Oliver, number one, easy peasy. So I, I picked Tommy as Mighty Morphin Green, White, Zeo Red, Turbo Red, and Dino Thunder Black. Like, just all of Tommy. I mean, yeah, that's fair. But I, I gotta go with Green Ranger specifically. All-time favorite Ranger. I still like White over Green, but okay, go with it. Let, yeah. me, hear your, let me hear your thoughts. I mean, the dra- I just love the... I, I was never really a fan of the White Tiger Zord. And I, no. I, I liked the fact that he was bad. Yeah, that was cool. And I, just, um, I think green's a dope color, and it just stood out in contrast with all the other colors of the rainbow. Instead plus, of he had white. the dragon shield, which was awesome. But yeah, and I loved his Zord. I loved the way he called his Zord. I thought that was great with the dragon flute. Um, the style, I loved the shield. Like, that gold shield on the green looked mm-hmm. so good. And... So um, the gold shield on the green looked really good when it was Super Sentai footage, but like if you go back and watch like any of the American footage with the the power shield, it looks styrofoam as fuck. Does it? Yeah. Like they did not do a good job building that dragon that. shield for yeah recreating it for like uh, the American parts. I mean, Jason David Frank was pounding booze so. And he's probably getting some man boobies, but yeah, I mean, he, he was like the first foil. So having him come to the good side and before he became the white knight and shit like that, he was just the green rain before he became the leader. He was, well, plus just he was an ranger. asshole to all the other kids like in school. Yeah. Like that was kind of cool too. He was a G. Yeah. He's my hero. So I agree. The original six ranger, he's basically the quintessential ranger throughout history. Like you talk. Power Rangers, and you don't mention Tommy Oliver. Like, what the fuck are you even doing with your time? Let's fight. Oh. And like you said, he started off evil, and then they had to turn him good, and it's one of the best arcs out of any Power Rangers series of that, the um, Green with Evil, I believe it's called, arc. And I had the VHS of, like, those five episodes, and I wore that the fuck out. I, I bet you, I bet, dude, I could never find him. Um, he quickly replaced Jason as a team leader. He always had the most intriguing storylines, and he'd kind of go in and out of having access to the power. But I agree with you that the white tiger sword was lame, but the white falcon sword is dope. Yes. So, like, that's kind of... You gotta balance those two, you know? And then uh, he later comes back uh, to mentor the Dino Thunder team and be a ranger as well. Again, this he looked real old sometimes in the Dino Thunder series when he's, like, doing stunts, and you just realize he's... 35 and he can't pull it off anymore yeah his knees are just not there and also he becomes a doctor in paleontology and developed the technology for the dino thunder rangers which is kind of a cool way to add to his mythology i i like it but i don't think it's plausible that a power ranger becomes a doctor well he's a phd he's not like a medical doctor no that tommy oliver becomes a doctor (laughs) and then apparently in that that last team up i watched he also has a kid named jj we don't see JJ, but he tells him to pick up his bike when he gets home. 
yeah, that's sad. They're like, yeah, let me make this motherfucker have a kid, whatever. Is it him and Kimberly's kid? I don't know. It didn't show a wife or anything else. Um, but he dates Cat later too. Oh, like so after Kimberly sweet. leave, he ends up dating Cat for a while. Ooh. Um, but she is she's in that team up as well, and they don't appear to be like together. Like they're standing on opposite sides of the little team huddle at the end, and like you would think if they're hinting at the two of them are married, then oh, he can't be married because he's not married in Dino Thunder. They were just hooking up casually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a little awkward. Whatever. If anyone knows who Tommy's wife is, set us up on Twitter at APA something at alone underscore podcast. Boom. Hit me up. All right. Who's your next one? The Titanium Ranger from Lightspeed Rescue. All right. Uh, this cat, Ryan Mitchell. He, I mean, he was raised by an evil spirit after his dad made a bargain so he would be saved. And, uh, you know, he's kind of a baddie like Tommy who turns good in a sense, but he's Really it's always a good arc when they, they start the six ranger out as bad and then make him good, which is pretty much always what happens. Right. But they didn't make him like a full blown goodie. Like he's a good, good, uh, he's a goodie, but he's still more it's like the chaotic good. Yeah. He's a lone ranger for the most part. Mm-hmm. And he is totally banging the villain. Oh, nice. The villainess. In, in Dino Thunder, Tommy almost bangs the villain who's also the principal of the school. So sounds about right. That. All right, go. Uh, Zach. Mighty Morphin Black Power Rangers, Zach nice. Taylor. Dude, nice choice. Zach was really cool when I was a kid, and he still is. Um, I watched him on this thing the other day. Uh, I think his name's Walter Jones. Chrissy Carlson Romano, who played Ren Stevens and Even Stevens, has a web series uh, or a YouTube series now that she's doing it. And part of it is she will take other child actors from late 90s, early 2000s, and they watch like an episode of their show together and like react to it. But that's fucking so, ridiculous. <laughs> so I watched a couple with her doing Even Stevens, and I watched um, the one with Walter Jones while they're watching an episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And so like, it was just kind of this cool thing to watch them look back on it. But I had this thing when I was a kid that the black person was always my favorite in whatever show or movie or whatever. Like, I always gravitated to the black person. Hmm. We didn't have a lot of black people in my small North Florida town, and TV always made the black character the stereotypical cool guy, right? That's true. Like, that was a thing in 90s TV is the black guy is the cool guy. And he talks cool. He dresses cool. He, like... Gets the chicks. He, yeah, he has, like, this grace, this cool grace when he walks. Like, you just like you just know that that's the cool guy. And Zach was that, you know? And it, like, totally rocked my world the first time I met an uncool black kid in real life. I was like, wait, what the fuck's going on? I just thought black people were cool. Your name's not Zach? You're a nerd. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Zack was definitely this character for the Power Rangers. Uh, they created a new type of fighting they called Hip Hop Keto just for Zack. That makes sense. And I remember yeah. his little opening dance move in the theme. Yep. So it was it was mixing hip hop dancing with Hop Keto, which is a karate style. And they mixed those things together to create Hip Hop Keto, where he'd dance and fight at the same time. So ridiculous. <laughs> it kind of looks cool sometimes, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, with Super Sentai footage... And then the Mastodon was the second best Zord from the original series. Yes. Agreed. What are you going to say, the Sabertooth Tiger? Come on. No. I was just running through the, the Zords real quick in my head to make sure. Verify. Yeah. And then, uh, to me, the Power Axe is the best weapon. And it works as an axe, and it has a blaster on it, too. Not just a blaster, but a big blaster. Yeah. And it was integral to he their like combining up. of their Mega Gun thing. Well, yeah, it was the gun part of their mega gun. There you go. 
Like what? What does Kimberly add to it? A fucking like a sight, cross a crossbar that doesn't <laughs> accomplish anything. A nice cushiony grip. What? What? What were Billy's? Uh, Billy's lance that he threw on it. That that did nothing. Lasers. Boo. Was it? I thought Trini's uh, daggers were the lasers. They're all lasers. And azers and bazers and sazers. All kind of all kind of azers. All kinds of azers. All right, who you got next? I got. Uh, he's a tweener, but I'm going Magna Defender from Lost Galaxy. All right. Magna Defender was the action figure I was talking about that I really fucking wanted to get. I love the horns. I love the just I don't the know armor. Any, like you keep talking about Lost Galaxy, and I have like zero Lost Galaxy knowledge other than whatever I said an hour and a half ago. Okay, so the Magna Defender was a warrior from like 3,000 years ago, and he fell in a pit. All right. So, oh, this guy. Yes, he's like guy. the black yeah. armor with like the the Tauros. Yep. Yeah, they've horns. got the lightning uh, series of him. Oh, he's dope. He's dope as fuck. Definitely get that. He's got a super big sword, and uh, yeah, he super big dick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that not what you were going for? That's not. My, <laughs> <laughs> My wife's gonna be like, "The fuck is he laughing?" <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'm five, I guess, and laugh at dick jokes, but... That's why we're still here. I mean, yeah, I guess. 100, 107 episodes going strong on dick jokes. But, but this dude was falling into a pit, because his Wait, dick was weighing dick him bigger, down. Wait, Shaq's dick or Magna Defender's dick? Fucking Shaq's dick. That isn't even a question, bro. <laughs> but yeah, right. he, he, gave, he, he was gonna be the Red Ranger... But he gave the Red Ranger sword to his brother and then fell into a pit and mysteriously died. And then the Magna Defender's spirit took over his body and then he killed people with a sword. There you go. I'm done. Boom. Magna Defender. Big dick. Motherfucker. All right. Uh, give me one more before I do my last All right. one. Shadow Ranger. Captain Doggy Kruger. You my really love dude. the Sixth Rangers. Fuck it, I'm the sixth man of the year, sixth ranger, because they're always the coolest. They have, like, the coolest armor, the weirdest... They really do. Yeah, I mean, he was a fucking dog, bro, and one of the best swordsmen in the galaxy, and I thought that was just really fucking unique, that he was, you know, a dog, for one. He could fit that ginormous head. dog ranger? No, not, not like a dog ranger. He was a dog who turned into a normal ranger. Oh, I remember this guy. Yes. Okay. And, like, a super good swordsman, so I thought that was tight. Yeah, I see. And that's it. Oh, yeah. The Shadow Ranger. That's a good look, too. That's a it, good looking I mean, ranger. I, I thought it looks tight. I agree. I'll give you that. All right, my final one. Because I was trying to keep this short. Because uh-huh. I took two hours worth of notes on the first uh-huh. section. Trent Fernandez Mercer from Dino Thunder. Uh, the White Ranger. Going Sixth Ranger here, also. Uh, he's the Sixth, but actually the Fifth Ranger in Dino Thunder. And he had a great arc, similar but kind of different from Tommy's in a great way. He starts out evil, he's corrupted by the white dino gem, and then even before he's a ranger, he kind of had this good teen angst arc behind him, because he loved art, but his overbearing father wanted him to focus on quote-unquote important things, not like doodling. Like you know, karate? That whole thing. No, like sci- Like his dad is a uh, uh, scientist. Botanist, oh, a scientist like yeah. who practices karate? No. Damn it. No, but was secretly a dinosaur monster, so you got that going for nice. you. Nice. Okay. Okay, I'm game. I'm back on board. So he works at the uh, – Trent works at the coffee shop slash cyber cafe 
very 2004 place to be uh, with the Rangers. I guess she's like the manager of the Rangers. She's like Tommy's friend who like helps Tommy through things and helps the Rangers through things, but she's not a Ranger. She's just like this 30 year old woman who's around. Um, <laughs> well, you guys are like, cool. I like the, the executive assistant of the Rangers. And she owns this coffee shop slash cyber cafe. And uh, that's where all the Rangers hang out. But his uh, Trent's dad buys the cyber cafe to try and make Trent the manager because being a waiter is uh, too below Trent's station. You know, Trent can't, just can't be a waiter. He's going to be the manager of the that's coffee shop. That's lame as fuck. It doesn't go through. You know, that. I don't want to ruin it all for you, but uh, like the best part of Trent's story is that his dad is secretly the big bad Mezagog. Um, but has like a shared mind with him. Mezagog is evil, but the dad isn't. Uh, but neither of them had full control of the body, but they did know what the other was doing. So there's like like this push and pull between them. So Trent is always stuck kind of working on both sides because the Rangers are his friends, but the bad guy's his dad. And eventually the evil spells broken and Mezagog gets separated from Alan Mercer. So Trent like didn't owe the bad guy's loyalty anymore. So he could go back and be with the Rangers full time. So, like, he just has this really, like, push-and-pull thing with the Rangers. Really Ross and Rachel vibes going on. Pivot! Yeah, no. That sounds pretty cool. It, Yeah, I, I didn't do as good of a job as describing it as the arc actually plays out in the show, because that was the thing that intrigued me the most and made me want to watch the whole thing. I'm like, wait, how did he find this out? When did he come across this guy to do this? Like, I, I just kept having more questions of, like, I gotta see how all this plays out. Right. All right. Who else you got? Uh, last but not least, we mentioned him earlier. Obviously, another six ranger. I'm going. Uh, that's the Golden Ranger from Zio. This oh, is fucking Jason, though. It's Jason, dude. He was you so. You like Jason G. over Trey of Triforia? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. It's Jason. I like Jason as Red the ranger. Gold Ranger better than I ever liked him as the Red Ranger. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Plus, he had a way doper outfit. Yes. He's got the gold uh, shield again. I have the gold power staff. I just got it a couple weeks ago. Super pumped about that. Uh, but the gold power staff is a good weapon. Well, he's just all around kind of a badass. He yeah. He gets to take like he's super overpowered too. Oh which is, yeah, that's sometimes that's I, fine. That's what I love about it because he kind of gets back on top when it comes to Tommy instead of uh you know Tommy always outshining him. Mm-hmm. Right, because, yeah, in the early seasons, Tommy comes in, is overpowered, and outshines Jason in every way. And then Jason's just like, fuck it, I'll go to Switzerland, dude. And then eventually he comes back. Yeah, and becomes the Gold Ranger. Yeah. Um, just quick shout-out to Adam Park, the Black Ninja Ranger, because... Yes! I, there's just something about Adam that I like. Like, I can't really put anything behind it. He was just like, I always gravitated towards him over any of the other Ninja Rangers other than Tommy. Well, I mean, he was my honorable mention. Like, yeah, Rocky's kind of a douche. Aisha Rocky's is just a like there. Fucking loser. Yeah, uh, Aisha's just there. Same with Tanya. Like, they're they're just kind of there. Uh, Kimberly, I was never like that big of a fan of Kimberly. Like, no. she's fine. She's okay. Same with Cat. Cat's got a rough Australian sometimes accent. She's so annoying. Um, yeah, I got annoying real fast. And then, um, you know, Tommy's Tommy. But yeah. I liked. I always liked Adam. I almost tied. I liked. I'm a frog. <laughs> I'm a frog. You know, I always thought that was good, and he always just seemed yeah. like he was having fun with it. So I had fun with it. Right. Exactly. He seemed like he was there for. It. Uh, 
So now we move to favorite villain. And see, I took this one too far because I picked one from the shows and one movie villain. You get one villain, Calvin. One. All right. I got one and an honorable mention. That's from a movie. That's fucking bullshit cheating. All right. So I go first this time? I'll go, I'll go first. You've been going first every time. All right. It's Lord Zed. Easy choice. That is a Lord great Zed, choice. Lord Zed, he's the first villain created uh, strictly for the American show, and he was just such a badass. He's got the terrifying look with, like, the muscly he red. He really fucking is weird looking, dude. Uh, the gr- he's got a great, like, silver mask with the Z thing coming up. He's got the weird Bane tubes pumping something through his body, showing some brain going on there. And he's got, a like, a good menacing voice. Yes. And Cyclops, it, like, laser beam looking eyeballs. Things. That's true. And he's got the best staff. Seriously. I could find one. I would pay some amount of money for it. It's very shiny. It's so awesome with the Z on the top and it's got the point on the bottom. Um, he, to me, Zed felt like he had better control over everything that was going on than Rita ever did. Yeah. And then well, he was, like the marriage like to Rita in season three was like weird, but I'm kind of glad they found a way to keep him around instead of rotating him out. Like every other villain gets rotated out. I agree for sure. And I mean, I always thought he was kind of, he was, he was kind of cool, and like I really liked him in uh, the movie, especially, yeah. the, the first movie. Just because, I mean, he's dorky, but at the same time, scary-looking as He's menacing, yeah. yeah. I mean, I always imagined that's what Satan looked like when I was a kid. So it's like, okay, that's, yeah, that's the devil. <laughs> you just take the Z off the top of his head and put some horns there instead. Yeah, pretty much. Alright, was, was Lord Zed your pick? No. Okay. Mine is actually a group. And it's nope. Psycho Rangers from oh, Lost Galaxy and In yeah. Space. Because, I mean, they looked so dope. They were Didn't the perfect Rita counterparts. the first Psycho Rangers? Yes. And they were, they were the perfect counterparts to the Rangers. Um, I like that they weren't big bads. They were kind of more periphery. But they were also, like, the most major foils for the Rangers. And yeah, they would always have a... Anytime they'd come, it'd be a multi-part episode where they'd, like, they'd really have to try beat. Yeah, well, they fucked them up, dude. Because, I mean, they knew all their moves and all that good shit. So, I just, honestly, I thought they looked so cool. So, when they came on the scene, it was just like, okay, they're stepping this shit up a notch. This is awesome. Yeah, I agree. Um, And then I just wanted to give a shout-out to Ivan Ooze, man. Oh, you got to. As the VCR kids stated when they covered Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, uh, a few weeks back, Ooze was huge in the mid-90s. And, like, I was all for Ooze. Ooze was a cool fucking thing. Yes. Um, purple, always a great villain color. Got Ivan Ooze. You got the Shredder. I'm sure there's more out there. And I his name's Ivan. Yeah. Like, come on now. Uh, he brought the Tengu Warriors. Like, those, those were way better than the Putties. So, like, he brought in this new level of actual... Like, cannon fodder that felt like it was going to be harder to beat than, oh, you punch them in the Z. Because they can fly, and, you know, they just seemed a lot more menacing, too. Exactly. Uh, He was pretty gross, but, like, as an eight-year-old, that shit's hilarious. Yeah, I I was about to say, I mean, I I always thought he was funny. Exactly. Uh, And then, I like that he pretty much used the same evil plan as Joker from the 1989 Batman, except his beauty products turned adults into mindless zombies instead of just straight up killing them. Um, and just like looking back on it, instead of like cringing at it, I just laugh at how nineties it is and how like 
really it kind of fits with what's going on in this silly, silly show. A hundred percent. It doesn't have to be too serious. hundred percent. And it really, so I guess we're moving right into the, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the yeah, movie. So let's, yeah. Let's just roll um, right into the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. And like a perfect example of that is I, I love that they're like upgraded their armor and they just, they look a lot cooler the and a lot crisper. Looks so cool. So dope. When they brought that shit out, dude, I was so pumped. But then they fill every, like, moment with jaws, and they backflip fucking everywhere. Well, they also just... brought in, uh, like, the wind sound effects anytime they moved in those uh, costumes. Yeah. Yes, I love like, that, they just dude. moved their arms like, we need to go over there. Yeah, that, uh, me and my wife were fucking dying on the couch watching that. It was super fun. I, yeah, I love this movie so much. It's... It's always there. Like you can you can watch it anytime and just like enjoy it. Pretty much. Um, and they had great swords, you know, they yep. the ninja theme was awesome. The hottest trick in like any kids movie I've ever seen. Oh I've, no, they're they they one up it in Turbo. When we talk about Turbo, because uh, I have a feeling you probably haven't seen that in a really long time. No, I watched it. Oh you did? Okay. Alright, yes. well we'll get there in a minute. But yes, the the uh the ninja master, I don't remember her name. Uh, she was super hot and like pretty much naked. And yes, very shit little covering. Yeah, um, so I was all about that as a kid. It was like, Woo. let's not let's not sleep on the opening scene either with the skydiving straight into the rollerblading. That was pretty tight, and I mean, you gotta have it's it's super uncool to watch in 2020. But that was the tits in then, 1995, dude. man. Oh, that it was, was the tits. fucking awesome. Especially and every time I watch ground. it, I want to go out and go skydiving. I just I asked my wife I was like would you go skydiving when that came on she's like oh fuck yeah I would I would, I would love to try, try skydiving um and I think that this movie is the main reason for that like I saw this when I was ten years old or eight years old I guess and like ever since then that's when I wanted to skydive because I just imagine I would be Tommy up there on like the sky surfboard with a parachute when really I'd be hugged by some dude I don't know and attached to another parachute with that person. So screaming my ass off and hoping yeah. I'll pass out. So we talked about it a little bit earlier that this movie's not canon. They retconned uh, that finding the ninja powers in season three. I really enjoyed this ninja journey better than the one in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I, it, it goes like into the Indiana Jones Tomb Raider type action for a little while, which is always nice. The only thing that, you know, I would have from that season three is they brought in Ninjor for it. And I love Ninjor and I wouldn't want to trade him out. But, like, I think there's a way you can probably do both. Absolutely, man. Ninjor was really the only saving grace, I would say, over the over that movie. I just I don't get why they did it because they had already like I get it if they were trying to use real actors instead of their goofy TV actors they had. Right. But they didn't. They had already replaced um, Jason and Zack and Trini in the show in season two. So unless like the productions were going on at the same time and like they just couldn't do both or they were afraid people wouldn't have seen the movie before going into season three of the show. Like I, I just don't get why they gave them a whole nother journey. You cover both bases, man. You get the giant demographic that would go to the movies and you get the giant demographic that's stuck at home. I guess. I, but, I didn't see Power Rangers in, in theaters. I probably did. I'm 100% because it was just something we couldn't afford. But when that came right. out on, on VHS, but I believe my dad dropped the 482 bucks to get one. And 
I wore that shit the fuck out. So I'm I'm not too manly to admit this. I almost cried and still tear up a bit when Zordon is like lying on the table dying and they have to save him by combining all their powers and some Captain Planet shit. Like that just had a huge emotional impact on eight year olds across the globe. I feel like. Yeah, it got me too. You're like, not Zordon, buddy. Like that's really your. I mean, I guess Lion King was out. So like you see, you've seen Mufasa dying, but like I don't know, Zordon just felt more real. Like it's not a cartoon. Like you see this floating head that you've been watching for two years, a hundred episodes almost already, just lying on the table, completely helpless. It always made me think of my grandpa. Okay, I get that. Which made me sad. So yeah, I feel you. Do we have any other thoughts on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie? No, loved it, loved it, loved it. Great costumes. We should have carried those over into the real show, but I guess they would have had to create their own footage then, and that cost money. It costs a lot of money. It would have been funny if they were like, we don't need any Sentai episodes here. We're just going to use the footage from the movie over and over and over <laughs> again for 30 episodes. We'll change the lighting. It'll be all right. Yeah, they'll be fine. No worries. We left a bunch on the cutting room floor. Everything will be fine. That sounds like something they would do today. All right, so let's move on to Turbo. A Power Rangers movie. I don't have a whole lot to say about this movie. I watched it earlier this year. You said you just watched it recently. Wow. Is this a bad movie? What a fucking shit movie. It's like a 3.8 on IMDb or something. Like, it is really low. And it was an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. What the fuck? It's super campy, but not in a good way like the old 60s Batman series. It's just campy and dumb and annoying. Well, it's just, like, it reminds me of Willow and, like, the Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal, Fraggle Rock, all that stuff with that goofy dude that they're trying to escort or whatever. Like, the Rangers, other than Justin, they do their best to, like, carry the movie. But, like, the weird Fraggle and Justin just drag it down. And the villains are even weirder. But let's talk about Diva Talks for a minute here. She's kind of hot. She, they sexed the fuck out of her. Yeah, her pets were hanging out that whole, and yes. she jumped all the time. They're, yeah, they're just practically popping out of her uh, corset, I guess. Uh, barely uniform that she's wearing. Uh, the, the costume basically just covers her nipples and her vagina, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, there's a bit of fabric kind of like down her sides, like where her ribs are, but her stomach just completely out. Um, then she's got the dark but see-through tights that also just show most of her ass. And I don't know if you noticed, but I did. There are about 1,016 crotch shots of her. I did not notice that. But yes. I will go back and watch it <laughs> now again. Now we got to go back and watch again. I, I felt like I was watching uh, Batman vs. Superman and Zack Snyder focusing on Wonder Woman's crotch again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. I just, like, this movie must have been the cause of many a children's sexual awakenings. Like, both of them. 10, 11 years old. Jesus. Go see Diva Talks in the theaters. I don't even think they released this in theaters, did they? I mean, it has, it does so. not have near the production value of the first movie. It I is, think it's it like, had a theatrical release. Wow. It's like watching a, just a hour and 40 minute long Power Rangers episode. They don't even fucking really morph till towards the end. Such bullshit. No, there's yeah, like, they, they like really don't. They lines. have like the the ghost ship uh, released in theaters in 2000 theaters on March 28th, 1997. Awful. Um, uh, yeah, it it was just 
really really rough um then the third act evolves into like the cgi fest fight inside a volcano while divatox is trying to sacrifice kimberly and jason who tried to let me make sure this is right right they tried to scuba dive back to meet the new rangers and surprise them but instead got captured by divatox and her submarine is that right pretty much and like tortured and bulk and skull are, are there yep and Divatox is trying to sacrifice them like it's fucking Temple of Doom or something, except there's more bad CGI goons running around than in Temple of Doom. Which is saying a lot. Yeah. The the Zords are just plain-ass cars with a bunch of superfluous spoilers and roll guards and shit like that. Like, I wasn't really sure that you could get worse than the Zeo Zords that were literally just robot shapes, but they did. Somehow. They're just cars with a bunch of superfluous shit. They get gigantic. So they're like normal-sized vehicles, and they grow really big. The worst part. Absolute worst. I could deal with all that other stuff. Justin. And the whole season Turbo Rangers. Fucking Justin. Yes, dude. I hate them so much. They bring in this 12-year-old-ass kid to be a ranger, and then made him a genius so he could be in the same grade as the other rangers, but he may be the most annoying TV kid ever. Well, dude, it's stupid. First of all, fuck that kid's haircut. Second of all... They're they're always like fighting and he's like this is so great yeah. I love it it's like dude, um, dude bitch you just got hit in the gut and kicked in the face like shut up have you ever seen How I Met Your Mother did you watch that yes okay so in like season two or three the gang follows Barney to his mother's house where Barney's got like this whole fake family set up for his mom's benefit do you remember that I do not anyway that happens <laughs> and. So Barney's hired this kid to to play his son and uh, in his made up family because he hires actors to be his family. So because his mom was at one point like on her deathbed and her dying wish was that she could see him married before she died. So he hired an actress to be his wife and then it got a little further. and He's like, oh, shit, we need to have a kid. So he hires a kid. So anyway, this kid is like a bad TV kid actor like and that's the point of it and kind of riffing off of uh how neil patrick harris was a a child actor and like he's got this uh he keeps trying to get catchphrases and the one he keeps saying throughout like the time that the gang is there he goes tommy no likey but he's like a 12 year old kid and like justin and that kid are the top tier annoying tv kids i don't know i never really liked that what angus kid from two and a half men either okay I'll give you that. You I didn't really it. watch Two and a Half. But fuck Justin. Fuck Justin. For real. That's all I hate him. So let's move on to 2017's Power Rangers. Yay. So uh, this is a little bit fresher. So I've got kind of my original thoughts, and then I just rewatched it yesterday, so I have kind of those thoughts too. Right. And my original thought was that I loved it, and I wanted to see where they went. Really? Right? You've got Brian Cranston as Zordon, which is amazing. You got Bill Hader as Alpha Five, which is amazing. Um, all of the Rangers kind of fit perfectly with each other, and their reasons for needing to be Rangers were compelling and and made sense. They weren't just like find five teenagers with attitude. They were like they had trauma in their lives that they had to overcome, and becoming Rangers helped them deal with that. Um, I kind of like the new mythology that they built around the Rangers. And I thought, like, that would have been fun to explore further. And most importantly, the movie was fun, and it didn't take itself too seriously. 
I felt like at times it was borderline getting there. It, and it tried it, it, sometimes. It brought itself back from the yeah. edge. And then Elizabeth Banks would show up and, and that all just went out the window, right? Yeah, she's kind of kind of nasty. So, I yeah, those are my two complaints. Is like, sh- as Rita, Elizabeth Banks went way over the top with her performance. And, like, I kind of understand what she was going for, but damn, she took it super far. She fucking did. And I, d- I didn't like the look of the Zords, and by extension, Goldar and Alpha 5. Like, I didn't like the looks of those things at all. Um, you couldn't really tell what the dinosaurs were, and the Megazord, it was a bit better, but it still wasn't super cool. I didn't walk out of that movie going, I need to go buy those toys. It reminded me of Transformers, where it's like yes. in the, the points of motion and stuff like that. It was just like, okay, it looks like blurred lines and chrome. Yes, you can't actually see anything that's going on, but you know it's like this big vehicle thing. Pretty much. Um, so then rewatching, I realized that Jason Scott is the beefcake dude from season three of Stranger Things that tries to hook up with one of the kids' mom. Yes. Yep. I didn't know that. Like, when watching season three of Stranger Things, I didn't notice that that was Jason Scott. But when I went back and watched Power Rangers, I realized it was that kid. It's probably the long hair threw me off more than anything. Yeah, no shit. Uh, and uh, Kimberly is Jasmine in the new Aladdin remake. Are you serious? Yes. I knew that when I watched Aladdin. Um, because I looked up on IMDb and I was like, oh, what else is she in? And I saw that was Power Rangers. So no fucking shit. Okay. Well, yeah. that makes sense. Um, the, the teenagers are way more believable as teenagers and like the issues that teenagers deal with than kind of any of the shows or the other movies ever were, which is a good thing. Like they felt like teenagers. They didn't feel like 30 year olds pretending to be teenagers. Like often the show's devolved into i agree i agree with that um the action sequences other than like what we talked about with the zords are good and pretty believable too like they're they're fun to watch um the climax goes on a bit long that battle between goldar and the uh megazord yeah it's it's a tad long um but they throw in a theme song by vince staples so i'm always there for that fucking love vince staples yep um so yeah those are my just general thoughts do you have anything to add no, I need to give it a rewatch. I'm really kind of bummed that they're not going to take it further. Yes. Or it's just going to be put on the shelf forever because I'm really, I was really wanting a Green Ranger. Yeah, I wanted to see who they put in that Tommy Oliver seat and I wanted to see how they got that power coin back from Rita. Like, they set up a lot of stuff that would have been really cool to explore and that I wanted to see happen. 100%. They just needed to tell Rita to tone it down like 40 to 50%. Yeah. Uh, who was your favorite ranger from this team? The Blue Ranger. Mine too. Billy and Kimberly actually are uh, my favorites, which they are my least favorites from... Ah, I'd say Billy and Trini are probably my least favorites from the original run. Yeah. Um, Kimberly's like solid right in the middle. But I would love to see the kid who played Billy. Uh, his name's RJ Seiler. I could see him as a live-action... Miles Morales. He might be a little too old now, but like I think he could have done. He'd be a good prowler, I think. Oh yeah. Except uh, Donald Glover's already prowler, so yeah, until he changes his mind. We'll see. Uh, But yeah, Billy and Kimberly were my favorite, and they they did a really good job of like being where and how they needed to be in this movie. I I agree a hundred percent. And like. They they went the the uh, autism spectrum route with Billy, and they didn't ever make it like a handicap, and they didn't ever take it too far where he's like it's a superpower either, you know. He, they like I think they did a good job of 
portraying how that can be in some people. Well, I mean, he he definitely turns it into a positive, but he's not like he he doesn't let it beat him down. He doesn't force it down your fucking throat. Right. I I dig I um I watched it the other day and like he he keeps his name's Billy Cranston and like he tells this joke to Jason the first time he meets him. He's like, they used to call me Billy Cramston, like Billy Cram's tons of crayons in his ass. <laughs> and like the first time he says it, it's really funny. And then uh, he's introducing himself to Zordon and Alpha later, and he tries to tell them. And <laughs> Jason just cuts him off. He's like, Billy, Billy, you don't have to fucking tell everybody that, man. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so is that so, Asperger's like or something? Yeah, I mean, okay. it's it's not full autism, but he's on the spectrum. The spectrum. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, like they had those those really funny kind of real life friendship moments too, where like you're really bonding over things. Well, and when they discover their powers, too, it was just, like, that sheer, like, joy and shit mm-hmm. like that, where they're and, – and the same time, the other, the flip side of it, like, that superhero freak out and then you explore it type situation, they did that really well. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think that's Power Rangers. I think that's fucking Power Rangers. Three hours later. <laughs> we will revisit Power Rangers in a much more focused and defined way sometime in the future. Uh, but for now, I think you've got everything you can handle. I'm assuming so. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at APA something at alone underscore podcast. Check out the merch store. That's uh, t slash APA something. Uh, the Patreon page is still up and you can always give us money. Patreon.com slash podcast about something. And uh, all the music for a podcast about something is provided by those cats. You got to stay sassy. It's morphin' time. <laughs>